My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. 26 years at the same radio station. Combined, Don and I have 40 plus years at that radio station. The former Kicks. Welcome to my second act podcast where we talk about things you talk about with family and friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, headlines in the news, music, trends, and often revealing and endearing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. We're in the 420s. As far as episode numbers, welcome, Donna, to Cadillac Check My Second Act. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, so Wendy's has decided that they are going to do surge pricing. Not like an Uber, like a Lyft, like concert tickets. I just don't understand this. I don't understand the whole story. We talked about it on the radio this morning, and it's like they are going to charge more when the demand is higher. Now, I don't know if that's demand on the drive through demand on workers. Demand what, what on a specific it? menu item? I don't know. I don't know if it's the chicken nuggets, the baked potatoes. I don't know. The chili. I don't know. But I don't like it. There has to be some sort of formula for all the different franchises to use. Otherwise, if it's up to a manager, well, they're going to throw a dart in the break room, and if it hits, you know, chili cheese fries, that's what goes up. And how much does it go up? How long? Uh, there's just a lot of room for error here, I think. And, and, and the fact that, you know, you made a very good point on radio this morning. You said, you know, Starbucks has been doing this for a long, long time. You just didn't know it. And I said, but wouldn't they have to disclose that? I just don't know that you can raise a price on no, an you item. you can. Without. Okay. Well, I mean, you can, you, you can disclose it, but would you know if it was 25 cents more or 10 cents less? Or? I probably wouldn't. If, in, unless I went to Starbucks every single morning, the same location, same time. Same order, exact same order every single morning, five days a week. I would know, yes, if 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 suddenly it went from five dollars and eighty cents for a, a bagel and a coffee to nine dollars, yes, I would know that price change. Of course. Yeah, I mean I think we need someone who's like an authority on how they're gonna do this. But it also has to do with they said they have electronic menu boards, which that does make sense because then it can change like on an instant. And it's been disclosed on the menu board, they could say. Yeah, or from AI. So I'm not saying that sneaky. the workers actually know, but you might come and it was two, a Chick-fil-A sandwich was, I'm, and this is what I'm saying, I don't even know prices because I just order my number one with sweet tea. You know what I mean? Like, if it was significantly more, I guess I would know. But a dime or 25 okay. cents off or something? But think about this. I don't know. If, if, if between four and six every afternoon, Wendy's Nationwide sold... 10,000 singles with cheese. If those 10,000 singles with cheeses went up by just as much as 10 cents, imagine the money that they would make in that two-hour window every day. Exactly, and I think that's the whole point. And you wouldn't even miss and it. The, you wouldn't know it. No, and like I said, these electronic menu boards, they, they can change pretty quickly, I think. I mean, they would have the ability to change them on the fly. And I was thinking about it. You were saying, like, don't you have to disclose if you raise prices? But, like, we raised our prices on a couple of polos by $3. And of course we changed the price tags, but I didn't notice it until the other day I went to ring someone up and I'm like, hmm, I used to be $95. Well, and is food different? And if so, why? And I don't know that it is, but the food, the food lane seems to just be different for some reason. And I don't know why. And I don't know that that's fair either, but for some reason, the, 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 the food lane with this, this surge pricing seems different than retail to me. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, and I also think, um, I don't know what I think anymore. I think it's just a mess. That's what I think it is. I, well, here's, here's what I was going to say. If I come out of a concert 
and there's 400 people trying to get an Uber, I know it's going to be surge pricing because I can see it. I expect it. I know it. It's tangible. What I don't understand is if I went to Wendy's and there's 25 people in the drive-thru and they've put up some little red flag that says surge pricing, I I don't know what they would do. I would just go to Chick-fil-A or somewhere else. I, I think that's the other thing. What if you get a per diem from work every day? A certain per diem, a certain amount of money that you get for lunch. Or imagine that your wife allows you or is budgeted. How about that? Not allows, but you have budgeted for lunch every day, 10 bucks. And you go and you get a number three combo at Wendy's. Wendy's is, again, uh, we're, we're, we're hollering out Chick-fil-A and other names of businesses. Only Wendy's at this point has said that they're participating in search pricing and they haven't even said when that begins. However, um, you know, if I have budgeted 10 bucks for lunch every day and, and suddenly my number three combo at Wendy's is up to 1350, then I'm over 350. You know, yeah. and, and that doesn't seem like a lot maybe to you, but I think that that's a lot of money over, over, over a week span. That's five times. That's, that's about 16, 17 bucks. Listen, it is. Everything is so expensive right now. I know everybody's saying that, but it really is. And I've noticed it more with food grocery because store. Well, that grocery store, definitely. I mean, you get eight things. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. And that's not even really a meal. Like forget getting laundry pods and dryer sheets and all this stuff. It just takes a lot more to do things. But just even eating out, like, you know, when I get stuck at work and I have to eat, I'll run down to Whole Foods and get a salad or a slice of pizza or whatever. It's $14, but I get so tired of eating at Chick-fil-A. And then you say, well, make something from home. Well, it's just as expensive, but you have to figure it out. Like you can't eat out. And when you have kids and people who have kids that are listening, I know you have this. It's almost like everyone's dipping in the bucket. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's us eating, there's Charlotte eating. I mean, and and of course they have to eat. I mean, this sounds crazy, but I'm just saying that it's almost worse when your kids get older. You think like they're at college, you have to send them money obviously to eat and for groceries. And then you've got, I've got, we've got one in high school, you know, I tell her, I'm like, don't go buy Starbucks every day or you're using your own money. You know, it's just, there's a lot of people dipping in the bucket. And I, I did have to up Olivia's weekly money by $25 because she does not eat out as much. She cooks. And it's true. It, food is more expensive. You know, so I, I get it. It's not, you know, you go to the grocery store and if you give them 80 bucks a week, that's it. Well, it used to be you had to stay on them because if they were eating out, it was much more expensive. Right. And now, now it's expensive to eat in as well. It is, yes. It's hard. Hard right. times, people. It's so, hard times in the neighborhood. Let's address the show note before we go any further. Uh, you recently held a focus group. Okay. I did not and, hold a focus group. And, and the note was given that, uh, that I walk all over oh, you, I think, boy. was the line, right? Was that no, it? No, that wasn't it. He talks, he talks on top of you. That wasn't it. What was it? What did it say? Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Let me find the person. Well, listen, it's a system of checks and balances. And, and, and Donna, you have a group of, of hens that uh, uh, chime in, by, I would imagine, after each episode, they each send in their, their thoughts and notes and um, ideas and, uh, and my wrongs. And occasionally, I, I hope I get it right, maybe. You do get it right a lot. Okay. Is this like a self-pity party for no, Kelly Jack? No, not at all, not at all. So I just wanted, what was it again? Read it, if you don't mind. Well, it was actually a man. Oh, stop it. You told me it was part of my focus group. Okay. Uh-huh. It's a t- the name is Taylor. And Taylor. I'm just looking at, so he, he she... Messaged me through Instagram. I thought it was a girl, uh-huh. but I went to the 
profile. It's a boy. A boy. And he, she says. Was it he? On the last episode, I could not hear all of your story about jogging because your partner, and he has like a laughing emoji, uh, was talking all over you and interrupting you. Right. Taylor. Where's, where's Taylor? Call home? Where's he live? What's it? I don't know. I have to look. Okay. All right. That's fantastic. Well, Taylor, um, I apologize. Uh, Donna shared your note with me yesterday, and I've tried to do better, both in radio and in podcast mm. form. And I, well, what was that? Well, this morning, poor old Jordan is just trying to talk about her experience at spring break and answer the questions. Oh, and you just Donna, she was she was stalling. She wasn't stalling, but she was she wasn't moving along. We got to keep it moving. But forward you, momentum. Yeah, I agree. But these poor listeners get 15 seconds and you will have four minutes. You're you're over there. Asking me about the question, was it this? Was it that way? Are you, Do you questioning mean this the many second, drinks or are you, are you, this? No, 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 no. I question it all the time. Are you questioning the twenty-second timer? All the time. Okay, here, here's what's in play. Every morning at seven twenty, on radio, Atlanta's the Bear ninety two five. We play Can't Beat Caddy. No, a, three times a week. Okay, three times a week at seven twenty, we play Can't Beat Caddy, a twenty-second pop culture trivia showdown. Donna cobbles together questions around a theme or a topic. Normally, is very topical and timely. I like spring break this morning. Um, and that's how it's done. And it is, uh, normally I win because I'm just smart like that. And Jordan, uh, who was my challenger this morning, did quite well, did quite well. She got four questions answered correctly. And then I came in and I lost on the final question, which I want to talk about that in a second. The final question. I was shocked. Were you not amazed, shocked by that answer? The correct answer? Yes. I think that's college people though. Okay. All right. We'll talk about that in a second here on the podcast. Uh, but 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 Jordan, she she was stalling, not stalling on purpose, but she was a little slow in certain points of the of the contest, and we have to keep it moving. And so I would I just nudge her a little bit, move her along. I thought I wasn't walking all over her. No, and that's fine. But like the timer situation is nuts because you'll be these people are having to answer these questions like one, two, three, four, five. On yours, it'll be like, well, is that how many a day? Is that how many a month? I mean, like you've got time to like editorialize. I can ask a follow-up question. So could Jordan. So could any contestant. My follow-up was this. The question was, the average man on uh, the average man drinks nine or 18 beers a day. No, and, nine or 18 drinks. Okay, whatever. Well, I guess it could be beer, yeah. And I said, I said, listen, is that spring break or just any day? That was my question. And you said spring break. And I said, I'm going with nine. Yes, and that's fine. But I'm telling you, you have much more time than the listeners. Jordan went with 18 she won. 18 is the correct answer, which blows my mind that anyone on spring break can drink 18 beers or drinks in a day. Oh, come on. You uh, didn't do that at no. Myrtle Beach? Are you kidding me? 18 beers or drinks? No, never in my life in a single day have I had or enjoyed. Uh, no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I don't think that's correct at all. And listen, I, I would own it. I, concert. No, no judgment. You know, I mean, I would own it. But no, that's not. I, I, listen, those drinks were counted and accounted for. Trust me, uh, that, that number we know. Uh, that was not 18. That was not an 18 beer kind of day or night or day or drink day. Trust me. Okay, I want to talk about this Southern Living article about all of these restaurants that used to be around that aren't around anymore. You know what I miss? And what? I bet it's on the list. Well, I sent it to you. Do you have it? I do. Shoney's Big Boy. Yes. In the breakfast bar. 
I was. Oh my god! I was in Knoxville visiting Olivia last year at some point, and leaving town, I ran into a. I didn't even know it was there. I saw the sign, Shoney's Restaurant, and it was like mm. breakfast time. And I pulled in there and ate like a hostage. Because yes, you, I loved that. You can't find them anymore anywhere. And you know they had not just the breakfast buffet, but they or the breakfast bar, but they had the all day lunch bar, dinner bar. Late and night had bar. the little guy with the little um, overalls, the little plaid overalls on. Holding the cheeseburger. Holding the cheeseburger. The big boy. Okay, so here's some of the restaurants that are no longer. Morrison's Cafeteria. Okay, let me tell you about Morrison's Cafeteria. I went to Morrison's with my great granny or my grandmother. I went to Morrison's with my mom and my grandmother every Sunday. We would go to the grocery store, get her groceries, visit with her. Go to the Morrisons. I would get so excited. That was the only reason my mom, I got, I went. My mom would like, you know, say, we're going to go to the Morrisons. I'd get the fried shrimp. I'd get jello. I'd get, you know how you just get all that stuff I at the front cafeteria. and you're already up to like $40 before you even got your main plate. Your entree. I was yes. so excited. Yes. And my granny, one time, my grandmother, she said, this is a lot of stuff for you. This is going to add up to a lot of money. And I go, well, you have a lot of money. And she never let my mom forget that I told her that. Well, did, did, did she? No, not really. Okay. But, I mean, I just guess I thought she did. She could have put a, um, fried shrimp and jello. There's a Piccadilly here in Fayetteville that I love to go to. Because you get I've some, been to that Piccadilly with Mike Star. You can get some that vegetables. That is questionable. Oh, it's not at all. You get vegetables. Uh, yeah. I love a good cafeteria. I think there's a Morrison's in Conyers. You and I have eaten at it. Yes, off of 138. Yes, this is scary that I know all this stuff. Okay, so there's Morrison's. All right, Kenny Rogers Roasters. I was a big fan. Still around big every fan. every now and then you'll run into one. They're not Kenny Rogers anymore, though. They're just roasters. Yeah, they say there's only um, there's one in Buckhead. 350, and now they're only in international locations. No, no. I think that's called Roasters Different. Oh, my bad. Okay, you're right. Remember Kenny Rogers Roasters? Yeah. And they had that awesome cornbread. I thought that's what we were talking about. It was like about. a cake. There used to be one on Windward Parkway. Yes. yes. Was that a Kenny Rogers Roosters or Roasters? There was one. That was a roost, Roasters. Okay. No. Kenny Rogers Roasters. There was one near the radio station. Okay. You don't remember Kenny Rogers Roasters? I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Um, all right. What about Don Pablo's? The Yes. The, um, Mexican, Mexican restaurant. restaurant. Yep, yep. Spaghetti Warehouse. Oh, it used to be one on Delk oh. Road. Yes, you and I went there. Love it. We would sit Love there it. and talk about our marriages and how sad we yep. were. Yep, indeed. When we were friends. Okay, Mighty Casey's. Don't know that one. Um, Burger Queen. I kind of remember that. Burger, Burger Queen. Queen? A play on Burger yes. King? Yes. We had known. like the, yes, a different kind of crowd. Showbiz Pizza. Bennigan's. Okay, now there was a Bennigan's in Buckhead. Man, I used to go there all the time. That was had and a big I bar. I think there was one over by Delk Road. You could get like Amaretta Sours with a fake ID. Okay. Um, I'll tell you one that my friend Allison came up with. We were talking about. I was like, last night I texted her and I said, because I read this article, I said, what was the restaurant at Acres Mill? And it was called Round the Corner. And it was the first place I ever had a mushroom Swiss burger. Crazy. She told me, she told me Martin took her on a date there. That's a good first date. Crazy how you remember the fact that we're walking all over each other here. What do we, what's wrong with us? This was like a Chili's before Chili's. Like, it was good. But you had to pick up the phone. It was an old rotary dial phone, and you'd pick up the phone, and that's how you'd order from the table. I found, like, the logo and everything. 
There was only, there was one like here, Seattle. That's where we learned, Allison and I did, that Julia Roberts was not going to college, that she was going to New York. To be a movie star. Yes. That, I remember running into her and she told us, said something about it. And I was like, what? What was she like in high school? Just, you know, kept to herself. She was a year younger than me, so didn't run in the same crowd, but um, kind of kept to herself. Had a, you know, good group of friends and just sort of not what you would think the Julia Roberts would be. Not what you I'm would kill- think that Julia Roberts that Julia Roberts would be. What do you mean by that? Well, like, you know, you think of like her, like with that big smile and that Huge personality. Laugh and, like yeah. pretty woman. She didn't have that. She was very more shy, more kept to herself. You know, her parents ran, you know, a whole theater program and did a lot of stuff with um, the King family, Martin Luther King, the Martin Luther King family. She was involved in a lot of that acting and so forth. Not really, though. I mean, not in high school. I remember she won the Miss Panthera contest. It was like a kind of like a beauty contest, like the Miss Panthera, because we were the Panthers. Oh, I see. Okay. And I remember everyone was so shocked because they were like, wait, where'd she come from? Well, I'll tell you. She came to Richard Gere. That's what she did. All right. And a pretty woman. And then. And, and I'll never forget when I saw a pretty woman in the theater. And I'm like, Julia Roberts is kissing Richard Gere. What the hell? How old were you then? Why when, didn't I act? When she, when she landed that big role. Why didn't I act? When she landed that big role, how old were you? I was in college, probably. Really? So she hit pretty, pretty quick then, at least that role in Pretty Woman. Well, no, she did. Yeah, I remember she did Mystic Pizza. And no, then I don't she, yeah, and then like Pretty Woman was the one that put her on the map with Gary Marshall and all that. But I just remember, I can't remember who I went with. It may have been Alice and a couple of friends, and we were just like, "What? She's naked with him." And how old was she? And how old was Richard Gere? What was the age difference? I don't remember because that was a big part of the the, the plot, was it not? Or the storyline, or at least the the, the underlying storyline was the age. She was probably in her twenties, and he was in his forties. Okay. But if you're still at, I mean, at Georgia, she couldn't have been older than 24. Well, I don't know that I was. I, I, I'll just, let's see. When did Pretty Woman come out? But, I'll I mean, look I just up. remember being like, what on earth? Uh, 1990. I was out of college. Two years out of college. Here's an article. Uh, Pretty Woman, the cute story of how Julia Roberts convinced Richard Gere to take the role. She had to convince Richard Gere to take the role in Pretty Woman. Mm. She became America's sweetheart and a true Hollywood icon. Alongside Richard Gere... Uh, she won the role of struggling prostitute Vivian Ward. Yep, Vivian. But just three days later, she actually lost a job because the film, originally titled 3000, had cast her soon before its original production company went out of business. The small movie mm. company folded over the weekend, and by Monday, I didn't have a job, uh, Julie Roberts told uh, Variety back in 2019. Initially, the film was going to be a, a gritty art movie and a really heavy ending. However, Disney ended up buying the film rights, brought in director uh, uh, Jerry Marshall, or Gary Marshall, and it transformed into the 1990 romantic comedy Pretty Woman. Julie had uh, to audition for the role uh, after Gary Marshall came on board as you know, he wanted to take a look at, at other Hollywood A-listers that didn't have or had a track record. Right? A track record. And, and Julie really didn't. She was still green when, you know, at this point. Uh, Gary Marshall came on, Julie says, and because he's a great human being, he felt it would only be fair to meet me since I had the job three days and lost it. Thankfully, she won him over. Gary gave her um, uh, the, you know, let her continue with the role. Yeah, and then she just started rolling. I mean, Steel Magnolias, Pelican Brief. I mean, I just remember being like, 
What is this life? Won a 1991 Academy Award for Best Actress and a Golden Globe win as well. Man, I mean, she hit, she hit quick. She hit fast, you know? Yeah. No, it was like a Cinderella story. No kidding. All right. Julie Roberts, Donna. A Campbell High School graduate. A Campbell High School graduate. Smyrna, Georgia. Just like, a, just like our very own Donna. Yeah. All right. Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast. Um, Gallery Furniture is in Gainesville, 1600 Brownsbridge Road. Hope my girl Donna up there. I got Donna's all over my life. Donna is uh, in my life all the time. It's one or the other. And I uh, love them both. Not equally, but uh, nearly. Donna's been a part of uh, the family business since she, was, uh, since she popped out of her mother's vagina. Miss Betty. Oh, my God. What's that? Huh? Well, because she was birthed into the furniture business. Come on, Wolfman. Her father was, was furniture in Atlanta, was furniture in North Georgia. He did it right. He loved the community. He took care of the community. And Donna, since she popped out that first day, day one on earth, her dad, Wolfman, taught her the way to do business um, with furniture and, and how to sell it and how to retain customers, how to bring in new customers, which is a business model, I bet, that could be transferred to any kind of a business. Wolfman just had a great business sense. You got to agree with me on that. Yeah, no, definitely. But, I mean, we don't need to be talking about... Miss Betty's vagina. Um, please stop. All right. They're at the same location they've been at for over four decades. Askforthewolfman.com. Well, they're having a... They're all headed to... The, they're going mudding or something down here on the south side, I think, outside the Brightmore Health Care Studios. Mighty. What? I just don't understand. I know. Why do they have to go through the intersection that fast? I say the same thing that loud. We're a radio station. We're soundproof somewhat, but we don't need to be just gassing it as we go by every single morning. I agree with you, Don. All right. But, you know, we got storms here on the south side today, so everybody's getting ready to go mudding. That's what we do in okay. Fayette County. Yes. Uh, where were we? Gallery Furniture Gainesville. Askforthewolfman.com. Online. Follow the Instagram accounts. Great follow. And you can see what they get in every week. Just uh, three, four, five trucks every week. Unload a gallery furniture and just ask for Donna. She's told yeah, you that Yeah, they have a years. lot of furniture right now that they need to move out. So, you know what? The, as we say, the deals are always fantastic. Every single day, but you need to go up because they're a little extra fantastic right now. Askforthewolfman.com Gallery Furniture. Uh, awesome, Alpharetta. Thank you for your support of the podcast. Come play a while, stay a while, but don't move here. And nobody got time for that. No room at the end. Awesome, Alpharetta. AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. T-Mobile, if you pay more than 50 bucks a month for home internet service, you're getting uh, just uh, taking advantage of honk honk goose goose. T-Mobile.com for internet in the home, 50 bucks a month. Brightmore Healthcare, Brightmore Hospice, BrightmoreHealthcare.com, and Fayetteville Ford, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. FayettevilleFordGA.com with Chris Chitty Chitwood. Uh, he was at the race this past weekend. I didn't even know it. Yes, I saw him. Uh, he he and, posted him and his wife, Bridget. Yeah, and Caleb and his wife, his son and his, uh, his daughter-in-law. They were yeah. up in a suite. I was down in the, in the turn two in a, a lawn chair, missing bolts. Well, both great views. University of Georgia has been dealing with tragedy for the past few days. Uh, there were two students who lost their lives within a 24, 36 hour period. Uh, one student took his life on campus. One student was murdered. It's a story that has become a national story for a lot of different reasons. Nonetheless, what can't be lost here is that two souls were taken from this earth entirely too early, entirely too early. Um, Lakin Riley, 22 years old, I believe. If you're listening on Upload Day, the memorial service uh, funeral is tomorrow. They've had some memorial services on campus in Georgia. And campus was closed for the students for a couple of days just so they could all grieve and, and, and reset. Because a blow like that, yes. especially two in 36, less than two days, after not having a death on campus uh, in a long, long, long time at the University of Georgia in, in Athens, the murder is causing a lot of chatter. 
because the accused murderer was here in the United States illegally. Uh, he's, he was in front of a judge this week, was denied bond. Um, but he's a repeat customer when it comes to running in with the law, Donna. And that's why uh, there are people that are really, really have strong opinions and are, are, are using their outside voice to let people know that this is not acceptable, including Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who penned a very angry letter, President Biden, calling him out for not closing the border. I saw President, uh, I saw rather Governor Kemp on Fox News this week, uh, and he did not hold back. Matter of fact, here are some of his uh, comments on Fox News. Just secure the damn border. I mean, the president has the ability to do this. That's our point that Republican governors have made for months and months and well over a year now that he could take action uh, to close the border down, to stem the tide of illegal people coming into our country and breaking the law and the states having to deal with fentanyl, human trafficking. There was a story here in Atlanta today about unaccompanied minors ending up in the foster care or government services systems where, you know, the states are going to be footing the bill for that. It's going to stress a, a already stressed system. Right after he spoke, President Biden held a press conference and stumbled through a lot of things. It made no sense. Well, yes. Imagine so that. what happened was he, he, this Ibarra who murdered, allegedly, the student came in through the border at Texas and what is supposed to happen is they are supposed to provide an address, verify that someone is living at that address, ready to receive them. Um, it is up to the individual Border Patrol agent. I mean, they do have discretion. So he came in, um, I guess, said that he would be obtaining a green card. He ended up in New York. He was driving an uninsured, unregistered car with a five-year-old and was charged with acting in a manner to injure a child NYPD arrested him. Um, they released him before ICE could put a detainer on him. To put a detainer on someone means that that's a request for them to detain that person for 48 hours so that they can pick them up for immigration violations because he had not obtained a green card. But the local jails do not have to do that. Sometimes they don't have the space to do it. Sometimes they don't have the personnel to do it. So they released him. ICE could have searched for him, but they did not do that. So then he arrives in Georgia from New York. He gets arrested twice for DUI and then once for theft, shoplifting, and once for failing to fingerprint. Not sure what that is. Um, obviously, now ICE has lodged a detain detainer against him in Clark County. He could get deported at any time, even before the murder trial, if the county wanted that. What would, now, it, would he be brought back, though? He'd have, right? The, the, murders, no. the murder no. charges would not stick if he's deported? If he was deported. Get out. However, Athens is saying that they are going to make him stand trial. Yeah, you've and got to hold him. in the U.S. Absolutely. Wow, I did not know that. You're, you're telling me something I didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen is there's going to be pressure from organizations in Mexico who are going to say, because they, they don't want him on trial. They don't want him to go on trial because they know he's guilty. He's going to be, listen, he's going to be convicted in, 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 in Clark County, Tennessee, or Clark County, Georgia, rather, hello. In Clark County, Georgia, he will be convicted, trust me. Um, and it, so family and, and people back home are going to want him to be deported, and I think that their defense is going to be, but wait a minute. You say, America, you don't want us. You, you, you know, you don't want us. To be in your country, send them back then if you don't want them. Well, 
it's not that we say we don't want you necessarily. There's just a process for everything. Well, and they could make the argument that in this weird, mixed up way that he's not a resident of the United States. So you must send him so, back. Exactly. I think that's so what we're going to see, at least the attempt. It does get attempt. a little messy. But here's what UGA has responded with. Yesterday, they came through saying that they are putting in security measures that are going to total more than $7.3 million, a 20% increase to the UGA police department to recruit and retain officers. Um, they are doing more security cameras, lighting upgrades, as well as adding license plates, readers, the installation of combined security camera, blue light call boxes, which go. I have been very big on, are go. coming back onto campus. Uh, the Ride Smart program gives a 50% discount on lift rides for UGA students, is being extended four hours per day, is going to operate from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. What sucks, though, what sucks tit about this, Donna, is that it took a young lady to lose her life. Yeah, and, you know, they were saying that they're going to enhance security around places where students gather at night, the Miller Learning Center, the UJ Libraries, the Tate Student Center, the Ramsey Student Center, all of these places that I went to. The first year when Olivia was at Tennessee, Olivia's our sophomore at University of Tennessee, I was checking the Life 360, which is the app that kind of lets you attempt to keep track of them too much, and it was sending me over the edge. But what was sending me the most over the edge was her leaving the library at 9, 9.30 at night. You know, and they think they're invincible. And I'm just like, gosh, I just wish you weren't there that late. But because listen. you know what's the most scary about this? Everything. But the fact that he didn't even have a relationship with this person. Oh, this and, was just, and, they call it a murder of opportunity. That there are just people in this world who get out of bed on a Tuesday or Wednesday with maybe no intent to kill or harm someone, and they do. And, and it's just so sad and scary. You know, I ended up getting this year, um, and she was like, I don't know that I need it. And now she's like, Mom, I'm so glad you got it. I got her a desktop, Olivia desktop. She has a laptop because a lot of times what she was doing in the library was when they have to have dual screens open because they're doing something like a project or, you know, right, something right. like that. And she needed that other computer. And I'm like, you know what? If that could get you home to work from your dorm apartment, wherever you are, as opposed to in that library. And I loved being in the library during the day. But, you know, at night, they again, they think they're invincible. They're like, oh, I've got this project due tomorrow. I've got it. I'm yeah. going to go work on it because I've got to focus. It's just so scary. Daddy got her some mace. Yes. Some pepper spray. Um, I saw a headline yesterday about this, this, this guy, this thug. Uh, I'm scrolling right now. I'm going to find it. Hang on for me one second here. Uh, it was actually from from uh, an Alpharetta uh, e-blast, a news e-blast that I get every day. Um, here we go. Suspect in UGA death accused of disfiguring student school. What happened in your life, young man? What happened in your life that you felt it was okay to take the life of another beautiful young lady who had a lot going for her? At least she was on a college campus trying to do better. Well, yeah, she was, a, she was a graduate student from Georgia. She was in nursing school. She was someone's sister. She's someone's daughter, someone's granddaughter. Sister. Her sister posted on social media. Horrible. Yeah. Um, Horrible. You, sir, will go to hell. Golly. Horrible. All right. As Governor Kemp told President Biden just this week. Just secure the damn border. 
Our thanks to uh, executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Uh, to Steve Mitchell, our producer for the morning show on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5, weekdays, 5.30 a.m. till 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Steve consults for the podcast as well. Thank you for your hard work, Steve Mitchell. Um, Donna, note uh, received. I, I, I tried to do better and step back a little bit. I'm not, but I'm not being a smartass. I'm not at all. Uh, because I realize that sometimes I can become a bull in a china shop, uh, especially when there's a need to move along. And, 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 and so maybe I have been trying too hard on that, and, and I'll, I'll continue to respect the note that came from who was he? His name again, Taylor. 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 Well, you know what? I am an interrupter. <laughs> that's what's so funny all the time because I have ADD. So that's what we do. We just interrupt people because we feel like if we can't get our thoughts out, we're going to lose them. Right. Well, here's the thing. So we we're have the rudest people in the world. We have one, two, three, four, five. We have, six, we have seven opportunities for a total of probably 30 hours a week now between radio and podcast to get our thoughts out there. So we have plenty of time, uh, but thank you for the note. Uh, new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the App and Podcast Network. <laughs>